Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. So I did it. I did my first ever Thanksgiving meal where I went full out and I did everything and I did it by myself. So I'm not going to say I've never hosted Thanksgiving before. Expat Thanksgiving, I should just clarify. There is a difference. I've done really tiny Thanksgivings just for myself, Claudio and Aurelio, in which I made a roast chicken and a couple of sides. I've done joint Thanksgiving dinner where I did about half. I've done many potluck Thanksgivings, and I've been a guest at many other people's Thanksgivings. But this was the very first time that I pulled together, I don't want to say the entire meal, because there were a few missing ingredients, but pretty much I did the whole thing, and I did it by myself. And I am, on the one hand, very proud. On the other hand, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit traumatized. I'll tell you why. So first of all, I should point out, for, for anyone who doesn't live abroad, Thanksgiving is a hard time, I think, for expats. I don't know if I can speak for everybody, but I definitely feel like every single year when Thanksgiving rolls around, every single year I feel like it gets a little bit worse. Especially because even if I do organize a Thanksgiving or go to someone else's Thanksgiving, it's usually not on the Thursday because everybody works on Thursdays here. Kids go to school on the Thursday that is Thanksgiving. It's not a holiday here. So you kind of got to do it on a different day, usually on Saturday or Sunday. That's not so much a problem celebrating it on a different day. But what is a kind of depressing is that when it is the actual day of Thanksgiving, as an expat, you kind of go about your daily life and you do your normal ordinary things. And it's also kind of a, you know, a dark time of year. And it's starting to get cold and starting to get dark early at night. And you know that across an ocean or depending on where you're from or where you're living, if you're American, you know that your family back home are celebrating and everyone's together and everyone's, it's such a special day for everyone. And your family is celebrating in their own special ways that you probably hopefully remember with nostalgia and you're not there and you're missing it. And I feel like I've gotten to the point where it's just happened one too many times for me. And I I had a, a little bit of a mini, I don't know what you want to call it. If you were one of our patrons, you will have heard me talk about it on our special Instagram patrons group in which I sort of lamented the fact that I was missing another Thanksgiving with my family. And after 18 years, it's starting to get rough. I'm starting to really feel like, hey, am I ever going to spend Thanksgiving with my family again? By my family, I mean my extended family, my family of origin. And, you know, it's very easy when you're young and living abroad for the first time, or maybe have been living abroad just for a few years, or maybe you're living in the same country, you're just on the other side of the country, and you can't make it back for Thanksgiving. It's easy to think, well, I'm missing it this year, but that's okay. I find that as I'm getting older and time is passing and people in my family are starting to pass away, I think to myself, wow, will I have another chance? Will I keep putting this off? Am I going to say next year? Oh, this year I can't make it. That's not really the story that I want to tell today, though. But that is definitely a part of the motivation, I think, behind 
expats wanting to celebrate Thanksgiving, American expats, of course. And I feel like most, at least most of the American expats I know, they feel this sort of inexplicable, instinctual urge to celebrate Thanksgiving in some day, to not let it just pass by and just be another day. Because most holidays, the exception maybe of like the 4th of July, most holidays here, most American holidays are celebrated here also. Christmas, Halloween, Otomai is celebrated, is celebrated here, what have you, all of the other classic major holidays, New Year's Eve. But Thanksgiving is one that there's really no cultural equivalent in at least most parts of the world. I think there is one in Canada at a different date, but there's really no cultural moment like Thanksgiving for the vast majority of the world that I know of at least. And so I feel sometimes when I'm here in Italy, I feel a little bit misunderstood when it comes to Thanksgiving. And my husband Claudio, he thinks he understands, he really does, but I don't think he gets it completely. And I don't really think anyone who hasn't grown up in the States can really get what Thanksgiving really means and how important it is just on a pure spending time with family level. Um, you know, you get to catch up with people, you get to see people that you don't see often enough. I came from a really big family. Thanksgiving was really important in our family. And I definitely find myself yearning for moments like those when everyone is gathered together and obviously it's not just in that moment. There are other moments in the year where you feel that, but Thanksgiving is definitely a particular one. And it's hard. It's hard, just hard to be replaced. So, so many expats, myself included, we try to create, to recreate a semblance of Thanksgiving in wherever we live. And I'm going to talk about Italy because that's where I live. So the problem is there are so many ingredients that are hard to find. The number one thing that's probably the hardest to find is actually the turkey. It's not a common food eaten in Italy. Uh, especially whole, <laughs> you might find turkey slices and a sandwich, um, but you're not going to generally be able to just go to the supermarket and get yourself a turkey. And if you can find a turkey, they're usually enormous. I mean, like beyond enormous. I celebrated Thanksgiving. The only other time I've ever made a turkey with a friend, I didn't do it alone, was in 2006. And we bought a turkey from this huge market in um, in Rome. And this, uh, this turkey was something like 16 kilos. So you can do the math on that, but that's ginormous. So this year, for whatever reason, and I, I really think it was because I had that nostalgia, that's such a strong feeling of nostalgia this year, especially for my family and for the authentic Thanksgiving, not just sort of my, okay, let me do a chicken and pretend it's Thanksgiving, pretend it's turkey. I really wanted to do it right. And so I, last year I found a little farm near where I live that raises poultry and I got a chicken from them last year, which was very, very good. And I called them this year and I said, Hey, can I get it? Can you get me a turkey? And they said, yes, yes, absolutely. No problem. We've got a 16 pound turkey. And I said, no, 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 no. 16. I won't even fit in my oven. So they said, okay, five, we got, we can get one that's five or six kilos. So first of all, let me just explain a little bit of the antics that I went through to try to get all of my shopping done, because of course I couldn't get all of things, you know, you can't get everything done in one place. Um, we had decided to celebrate on Sunday and on Friday afternoon, I knew that I was going to be, I knew I was going to be cooking all day Saturday and the first half of Sunday. So I wanted to make sure I had everything I needed by Friday. And Friday, I happened to be in the center of town. And 
I was walking through Piazza Farnese and there is a natural food shop in that piazza. And I thought, hmm, maybe they have pumpkin pie mix. I'm not really sure why I thought this. I just had this impression that it was not just a natural food shop, but also an international food shop, which it's not. The international food shop I go to in Trastevere was out of pumpkin pie mix. Major problem. And this was really my last chance to find it because I, I did not have the time to go to the other international food stores that I know of. I just didn't have time to get there. So I went into this natural food shop hoping to find pumpkin pie mix. And of course they didn't have it. But what they did have were sweet potatoes. And sweet potatoes are something that are not super easy to find in Rome, but you can find them. It's kind of just luck of the draw. My supermarket near my house actually sometimes, often in autumn, carries sweet potatoes. I looked at the sweet potatoes in this natural food shop and they were seven euros a kilo, which is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to go to my supermarket tonight. I'm sure they are going to have sweet potatoes there. So on my way home, I went to my supermarket to do my big last shopping, what I thought would be my last shopping for Thanksgiving. And they had what I think, I'm not positive, are called yams. They look like sweet potatoes on the outside. They're even slightly red, but on the inside, they are white. And I could see the white flesh of the potato through the skin because there were a few little scratches in it. So I thought, no, this is not going to be the same thing. It does not taste the same. So the next morning when I went to the farm to pick up my, that sounds like it was a long trip, but actually it's only about a 10 minute drive from my house. I went to this farm to pick up my turkey and on the way there is a big fruit and vegetable shop sort of on the way there. And I thought they're going to have sweet potatoes. So I'm sure I'm going to be fine. So I stopped there and I asked the guy, do you have, you know, patate dolci, patate americane? And he said, yes, 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 we have them. And he, I was like so excited. I had been crossing my fingers. Aurelio had his fingers crossed. He takes us back there. And unfortunately, they were the same white inside yams, or I guess they're called yams, that my supermarket had. So another failure. I thought maybe the farm will have them, you know. They're not really a, a vegetable farm, but, you know, they, they might have them. So I show up to pick up my turkey and let me tell you that turkey was not five or six kilos that turkey was 8.2 kilos which is a far cry from 16 kilos it's definitely manageable but I knew I was only having a few people over for Thanksgiving dinner and there was no way that we would be able to eat even a quarter of an eight kilo turkey I did the mathematical calculation and eight kilos is I think about 20 pounds that's a lot. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? He rang it up and this turkey, and he gave me a discount when he saw my face. <laughs> I said, how much is this going to cost? He said, okay, I'll give you a discount. And the discount was 73 euros <laughs> for the turkey. And I, oh my God, oh Lord. And he said, he said, how many people are coming to your dinner? <laughs> and I said, um, four to six. I wasn't even sure yet. He just looked at me like deadpan, like, what is this crazy American woman thinking, buying an eight kilo turkey for four to six people? He said, why don't we just cut it in half for you? And you can make half and you can freeze the other half and you can make the other half at Christmas. And I was like, okay, fine. I, for, at first I was like, can you just sell me part of it? And he's like, lady, I, I slaughtered it for you. You got to buy it. <laughs> Uh, at least I know it was fresh, right? So I buy the turkey. He cuts it in half for me. Um, 
And luckily, my mother-in-law had space in her extra freezer because I certainly don't have space in my freezer for half a turkey. And I made the turkey. But, of course, he did not have sweet potatoes. I finally found a supermarket, though, on my way home from the farm that did have the sweet potatoes. But it was like Soviet Russia in that supermarket. The lines... And I mean, it wasn't like it was Thanksgiving in Rome, you know? I'm like, why... Why in the world are the lines so long? I had literally never seen lines so long in a supermarket in my life. And I only had sweet potatoes. And I'm looking at the people with these giant carts full of groceries and thinking, can you just let me pass? But I didn't even ask because there was no way anyone was going to let me pass. But the moral of the story is I got all the ingredients. I didn't manage to get my pumpkin pie mix, but I made spice cake instead. And hey, it was good. I spent the next day and a half cooking, which, you know, I I think that's what, I guess that's just what people do. And I have to give major kudos to all of the people out there who make Thanksgiving dinner on their own every year. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of couples out there who make it together, joint effort. Um, That was not the case for us this, at least this year. Um, I'm going to try not to be bitter about that. But I know there are a lot of families where it's just one or the other, usually the wife, but maybe sometimes just the husband, who is doing all of that cooking every single year. And I'm just shocked that people are willing to do that much work every year. I'm simply not. And as I told Katie um, the day after, never again. And not to say I'm never, ever going to have Thanksgiving dinner again at my house, but I'm never going to do it all by myself again. It's just too much work. And I'm not enough of a cooking lover. Like I don't love to cook enough to, uh, to put myself through that again, man, that's a lot of work. And I think the other issue, I didn't have any American guests at my Thanksgiving meal this year, with the exception of Aurelio. Uh, so I had some of Claudio's close family members and some of my friends who are English, And English people kind of get it. Like they do the the Sunday roast and their Christmas meal is similar, but they don't have the Thanksgiving tradition. And so I had a couple people at my table who had eaten lunch already. (laughs) And, you know, I I served the Thanksgiving meal at the typical hour, I I feel like four o'clock is the typical time you have Thanksgiving dinner. And a couple of my guests not I don't blame them. They're not part of this culture. They had eaten already and they were not expecting so much food at that time. So and I also didn't have the sort of potluck atmosphere. I feel like when you go to maybe this is just me. Maybe this is just my experience with the Friendsgivings that I've had in Rome over the years. And also the experiences I had with my very, very large extended family growing up was that everybody brings something to Thanksgiving dinner. You know, you bring the sweet potatoes, you bring the mashed potatoes, you bring the green beans, and the person who's hosting just kind of does the turkey. And, you know, part of that is my fault because I didn't invite very many people because we just don't have the space to have a huge meal and have 20 people around the table. But I ended up, like I said, doing everything except one of my friends did bring a dessert, which was great. But pretty much it was me. And you might be sitting there thinking, Tiffany, that's, was, that's not so impressive. That's normal. But for me, it is. Because if you listen to this show, you know that I am not an enthusiastic cook. But I did it. And I know that I've done it. And now that I know I've done it, I don't have to do it ever again. And next year, I'm going to plan better. And I'm going to make sure that I do potluck style or else I get invited to somebody else's. 
That is my misadventures in expat Thanksgivings. I'm sure that many of you listening out there, many of you expats have had similar experiences. If you have, share them with us. We'd love to hear. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. Bye. Katie here. Tis the season of giving. And as you think about what gifts you want to give at the end of the year, we hope you will consider a gift to the bittersweet life. We are not an official nonprofit, so we can't help you with your taxes. But your sustaining donation can assure that this show continues in 2023. With the turn of the calendar comes the arrival of yearly bills. Boring things like web hosting fees and a Zoom subscription so that we can interview remote guests. Boring things, but things that we have to pay for. Hopefully with your help. So visit our website, thebittersweetlife.net, and click the donate button that calls your name, whether it be PayPal or Patreon. And if you don't want to pay boring bills with your donation, maybe you want to buy us a tasty cup of tea as a way to say thanks for all the ideas you've contemplated this year because of The Bittersweet Life. Just send us a note and we'll happily spend your tip on something fun. Tis the season for appreciation and celebration, and we're beyond thrilled if you decide to include us in your giving. <laughs>